parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take it easy, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. This is the word of the Lord for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Judy, and thank you, Bell Choir, for sharing your gifts of music. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. Some weeks ago, we completed over at United Church's Bargain Basket Thrift Store a renovation of the housewares room of our thrift mission. And after walking through the beautiful new space and new shelves, I was reminded about a time almost exactly four years ago when I came to terms with the fact that the Bargain Basket Mission at United Church is a business of trust. I'll share with you the story. It was in September of 2015, and we were running a little low on donations in that housewares room. And there were approximately 10 different pots and pans on the shelf. And we wanted to have a sale or a promotion, but if we had a sale or a promotion, well then surely all 10 of those would go and there wouldn't be any more left. And so we all decided that we would take five of the pots and pans and we put them in a box and we stuffed them underneath the register cabinet. Well, the next day came, we had this great big sale, and sure enough, the five remaining pots and pans got taken off the shelf, but thankfully, we had stocked up five under the register. So we put the pots and pans back up on the shelf the very next day, but do you know that at 8.30 that morning, there was a woman whose home had just gone under contract who lived on South Barfield, and she brought to the bargain basket 24 gently used Calphalon pots and pans. And immediately we learned that we completely rely on what we cannot see off in the future to do business at the bargain basket thrift store. Well, I have a confession to make. I am a person who lives with a frying pan underneath my desk. I am a person who frequently worries about God's provision. 
I worry about myself and my own needs. I worry about the needs of my family. I worry about the church. I worry about all of you. And you might say, I go around life and I live with a frying pan underneath my desk. And what fuels that is a fundamental lack of trust in God to provide, not just today, but tomorrow and the day after. This fundamental lack of trust in God that I've had has been going on for years. I remember some years ago, I was explaining a future scenario to a friend who was also a minister, and I said, well, if this happens, then it's going to go this way, and this may happen, and if this door opens, then it's going to move this way, and if this doesn't happen, then I'm going to have to do this, this, and this. And he leaned back in his chair, and he said, you know, Mark, Heaven's Bakery is open tomorrow. In other words, God is going to continue to supply the blessings that we need, not just today, but every day. At times, I have an attitude of scarcity, and amidst your worries and concerns, I bet you too have an attitude of scarcity. And it was this attitude of scarcity that Jesus warned against in the parable of the rich fool that Judy just read for us. Let me recap it for you briefly. Once upon a time, said Jesus, there was a man, and the man, thanks be to his soil, had uh, produced for himself a number of different crops, a lot of grain. And the man, instead of using and selling those crops uh, right away, began to take that grain and all of those crops and uh, store away uh, crops in barns. He stored away a few, and then he stored away a few more. And then he had to build a bigger barn, and then even more barns, and he stockpiled all of his blessings. But then Jesus said, after doing all of this, God came to him and said, You fool, this very night your life will be taken from you. It often gets said that the rich fool in the parable stockpiled his blessings because of his greed. And I do believe that is the case. But there was something deeper, I sense, that was fueling that greed, fueling that desire to stockpile blessings and keep building barn after barn after barn. And what that was is what we often experience in our own everyday worries. The rich fool simply could not trust that God would provide for him tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And so part of Jesus' warning in this scripture is, look, just stop building barns. Stop making believe that you have to stockpile blessings because today I'm going to give you your daily bread, but I am also going to show up tomorrow and provide for you as well. So there's no need for you to go off and build barns thinking that my supply of blessings is just going to run out. One of the best definitions of worry I've ever heard is this. When you believe that the future of your life is left completely up to you. Let me repeat that. When you believe that the future of your life is left completely up to you. And I'm not psychologizing this text to say that my sense is the rich fool thought that the future of his life was going to be up completely to him. For what the scholars are quick to point out, and this is quite interesting, by the way, if you go home and read the parable when you get home this afternoon, if it's still uh, perhaps raining, is the scholars say that in the parable, it is of note to uh, 
be able to realize how many possessive pronouns that Luke uses to talk about the rich fool. He says, my goods, my grain, my crops, my barns, they all belong to him. The rich fool thought that if it was going to happen off in the future, then he was going to have to secure those blessings and provision all by himself. Or let me put it another way. Other scholars will mention that one of the key lines to the parable of the rich fool is actually the first line in the parable in verse 16, where Jesus says, the ground of the rich man produced a good crop. Let me repeat that. The ground of the rich man produced a good crop. In other words, it wasn't up to the rich man to produce all of those blessings. Rather, it was the ground, that domain that belonged to God, that would be fertile and fertile and fertile and would keep being fertile if only the rich fool had realized that God could continue to produce crops out of that ground. You know, Heaven's Bakery is open tomorrow. In an effort not to reproduce the foolishness of this man in Scripture, we walk into this parable and we confront some of our own worries and everyday concerns in our lives. And we wonder, is God going to provide for us off in the future? That challenging circumstance, uh, is a door going to open? That decision, am I going to have the wisdom to make the right decision? Uh, my health concern, uh, is it all going to get figured out? Uh, the concern I have over a family member, is it all going to work out? We have these concerns and we wonder, is God going to provide tomorrow and the day after and the day after? And it's not just personal concerns that weigh on our heart this morning. It is also concerns and worries about our world. From El Paso to Dayton, you and I woke up this morning and we woke up a worried and concerned over the world that we live in, over concern about the world that our grandchildren and children will grow up in. And part of what we have to decide is, has God just abandoned the, the soil, the ground? Has God just decided that he is going to leave the earth and not going to provide tomorrow or the day after? Do we worship a God of scarcity who will not be there for us? Or do we worship a God of abundance who can grow forth new fruit and hope from that ground? Not just today, but tomorrow and every day after. You know, Heaven's Bakery is open tomorrow. When it comes to these personal worries and concerns and concerns that we have about our world, I'd like to tell two different illustrations about God providing for us off in the future. Two stories, one about a truck, another about a train. The story about a truck goes something like this, and I heard it, it came from a, a, a faith-sharing moment uh, in a sermon uh, by a, uh, actually a hospital chaplain out in San Antonio, Texas, a Baptist hospital. And he was sharing with us uh, parts of his faith journey uh, one day in a, in a worship ser service. And he said that when he became a Christian and came to belief in God and Christ, 
He just made belief after what everybody had taught him that all of the sudden, all of God's blessings were going to come and be bestowed upon him, kind of like a Brinks truck unloading in his front yard. Well, after becoming a Christian, he waited for the Brinks truck to just bestow upon him everything he wanted all right away, but it never quite happened. And so he said he had to journey and persevere through this and that. And he noticed that at every turn in his life, he felt like he picked up a blessing when the right person walked into his life. Then he picked up another blessing when a job opened up for him. And then he picked up yet another blessing when uh, his children's uh, school wasn't going very well, but a new school opened up and he was able to uh, put them in a new school. And he talked about all these blessings that he picked up along the road. And he said part of what he now realizes in his Christian maturity of faith is that the truck of God's blessings doesn't just unload on our front yard always at once, but it rather goes out ahead of us. And one by one, a blessing falls off of that truck. And we pick it up as we persevere and live through our lives that God is going to continue to bestow blessings upon us, not just today, but every day, out off in the future. That's the story about the truck, and then the story about the train. Once upon a time, there was a young girl, she was around six years old, and she was traveling uh, through the Rocky Mountains with her father on her very first train ride. Well, she looked out the window and she was enamored by all of the mountains and the train was shaking and jolting a little bit and she was clutching her grandfather's hand because she couldn't quite figure out how trains work and she was rather scared. But over time, she got used to it a little bit and then she began to figure it all back out. And she looked up at her grandfather after the train had gone many miles and said, you know, Grandpa, my sense is that someone has gone before us to pave a way for this train. Such is God, always going before us to ensure that when we turn that corner, a blessing will await. If you came to worship this morning with a worry or a personal concern or a concern about the troublesome world in which we live, ask yourself, Is God really going to just abandon the train? Is God really going to just stop driving the truck? Is God really going to keep the door of the bargain basket for donations closed tomorrow? Is God really just going to hang a work clothes sign on Heaven's Bakery tomorrow? Is God really just going to abandon the soil, the ground, so that no new blessings can come forth? Of course not. To believe that would be nothing other than foolish. So as you come forth for communion this morning, receive today your daily bread from God. But know that there is no need for a to-go container to put underneath your pew. For God will provide today, yes, but also tomorrow and the day after and every one of our days. Because, you know, Heaven's Bakery is open on Monday.